and we'll read verses 28 through 38. John 18, verses 28 through 38. Say this, John 28, John 18, verses 28 through 38. It says here, Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. <laughs> Boy, if you understand what's going on here, that's kind of funny, huh? Uh, uh, that they were doing all this wickedness, but then didn't want to be defiled for the Passover. Pilate then went unto the, out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, they didn't really give them one. They just expected him to trust them. If he were not a malefactor, would we not have delivered him up unto thee? Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered in the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priest have delivered thee up unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, then that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king? To this end was I born. For this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Notice that, bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Then verse 38, Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Let's pray again. Lord, we just uh, thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace and watching over us and uh, being good to us. And Lord, I just uh, pray for thy people that are here, that are uh, listening in. Lord, uh, thank you for their faithfulness. Lord, they've been at work all day or perhaps about uh, other things. And uh, Lord, they uh, made the decision to be in the house of God and to uh, come and worship you. And Lord, I pray that you'd uh, honor, uh, Lord, their faithfulness for that and just encourage them tonight and help them tonight. Lord, you know what each one is in need of. Lord, again, the spiritual, the physical, the financial, Lord, wisdom for important decisions and uh, Lord, uh, other things that are going on in their life. Dear God, I pray that you'd help each one. And so, Lord, help us as a local church. We pray that you'd knit our hearts together in, in love. Lord, that we'd uh, uh, be the people you'd have us uh, to be individually and collectively. And, Lord, our desire is that Jesus Christ would be glorified and exalted. And, Lord, that you would uh, build your church and have your way in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So uh, notice Jesus uh, said in verse 37, said that I should bear witness unto the truth, and everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And of course, Pilate made that famous statement, what is truth? And that's what I want to talk a little bit about tonight, truth. You know, I, I was uh, uh, talking to a, a young lady uh, yesterday, I'll mention that in, in a minute, 
And uh, just, you know, what, what she said as I was trying to talk to her really made me think about this. You know, we live in a day, of course, when the concept is, is, of truth is uh, more and more uh, uh, challenged. You know, never before has there been such a, a redefining of truth, right? I mean, in everything, right? We used to think we truly knew what a man was, truly knew what a woman was, and all these things, right? Everything's being uh, redefined in, in their mind, but of course, uh, we know not in the true sense of, the, of those things. But, of course, many, in fact, deny that, there's even, that there even really is a truth. Well, you know, of course, we hear that saying, well, you know, uh, that's your truth, which is, you know, we hear that all the time. It's such a stupid statement. But uh, uh, yesterday when we were out to uh, uh, lunch uh, with the Muxlows and I was talking to the waitress a little bit and gave her a track and said some things to her, she said, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not Christian. She, she made the statement, my mother wants me to get back to the spiritualism of my ancestry, was uh, uh, what she was uh, saying. So I'm trying to, you know, learn more about that. And I, so I said a couple things to her quickly, you know, I said, well, you know, if there's one God, and he's over the whole world, he wouldn't, you know, have different uh, beliefs for people and that. And he said, well, you know, yeah, there's, well, you know, that's your truth and that works for you and how they, uh, how they are. And then I, uh, you know, asked her about a couple things in her life, you know, like, hey, what's your dream? What are you doing? You know? And she said, well, actually, I'm kind of confused right now and don't have much direction. Well, you know, why? Because there's, you know, no truth, nothing to stabilize your life and no, no, nothing that you consider a real authority uh, to turn to for direction. But of course, we know the Word of God in no uncertain terms makes it clear that there is a truth and that the truth, of course, is to be only found in God and in His Word. And so if we're going to be out there witnessing to people, we need to make sure that we can give uh, some clarity uh, and some defining things about uh, truth. You know, they always want to move the goalpost or uh, uh, whatever it is. But uh, so we need to understand, of course, as believers and able to define truth to others. Now, the words true and truth speak, of course, of what is real and what really is, what is actual. Truth is not just an opinion. It's not just a hypothesis or some theory, even though a lot of people, they want to take a theory and make it truth, you know. Uh, uh, that's what they try to do with, you know, evolution, right? It's a theory. They try to make it a truth, and then they want to take truth and, you know, make it a theory. Well, you know, the, all that stuff in the Bible, that's just somebody's theory. That's somebody's story. And, of course, we know they get everything uh, backwards. But, of course, if something is true, if something is true, then it should be absolutely reliable, and uh, should be totally secure. It cannot change. If it could change, then it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be reliable, right? It'd be unreliable if it did change. If it's considered a a truth. Now, the word for truth, often used in the Bible, like we we see in these verses and some other verses we'll look at, really that means this. And I think it's a it's an interesting meaning. It means non-concealment, non-concealment. And we'll explain that in a minute, but non-concealment. In other words, it's the unveiled reality. It has nothing to hide is what it's saying. If something's really truth, right, it has nothing to hide and it's willing to uh, uh, stand out there and be seen. It denotes what is seen, what is clearly before our eyes, what is indicated, expressed, 
and disclose to be as it really is. In other words, if something's true, well, then there's no reason to try and conceal anything, right? There's no reason to conceal anything. There's no reason to falsify uh, anything. It's the real state of affairs, if you will. So in John 1.14, can anybody quote that verse? John 1.14. Yes, I knew Sister McLean. And the word. Yes. Right. Okay, now because of that I'm going to put myself on the spot. Can I quote it, right? And the word was made flesh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Right. And the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten, what? Son of God, full of grace and truth. Did I get that right? Close to it, right. Huh? What? Did somebody say? Of the Father. Thanks, Amy. She's always correct. Right. Well, that's why I printed it out and put it down here. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right. So that word truth here, of course, we're talking about the incarnate Christ here. And of course, Christ is, says here, is full of truth. He is full of all that is reliable, all that is constant, all that is sure and unchanging. Amen. Everything about him, right? Reliable, constant, sure, and unchanging. And that's what we need, right? We need to know that what we're trusting in is reliable. We need to know that what we're trusting in is constant, it's sure, and it's unchanging. And so that's how we know, uh, right, uh, the world doesn't uh, have that because it's uh, not reliable and everything it claims to be truth is always changing. So in him, nothing is concealed. All in him is what really is. Amen. And, uh, and then, of course, John 16, 13. Won't ask anybody to quote that. I'll give the first part of that. John 16, 13 says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And so how uh, Jesus is this, and then it's the spirit's job to guide us in that. The Holy Spirit, he's the one who will direct us into all that is reliable, constant, sure, and unchanging. So he will clarify to us and for us what really is and what we should be trusting in. So as believers, we should understand the fundamental concept of what truth is. And of course, you use these words around uh, uh, the world, they don't know what to do with them, like the word absolute, right? <laughs> what? Abs absolute? Isn't it funny that somebody say, well, there are no of course, I've told you that before about the guy that said to me, there are no absolutes. And I said, are you absolutely sure about that? And he just stared at me. Said, yeah. So if you don't think there's any absolutes, well, go jump off that building, and I absolutely sure you'll find out there's an absolute, right? But absolute truth is absolute. That means it's complete in itself. It's incontrovertible. That means it's it, 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 it should, it's too clear or certain real truth to allow or give room for dispute. In fact, it's irrefutable. It cannot be refuted or disproved, right? Listen, uh, uh, nothing in this book has ever been 
uh, disprove. Matter of fact, the more uh, uh, studying and digging up they do, all they do is uh, the more they search out in space, the more they dig up in this uh, in the ground here. All they do is you know reaffirm it. Right? They don't refute it; they reaffirm it. So it's uh, incontestable. That means it's too clear to be uh, controverted, and it's it's based on evidence and facts. Right? Uh, I know I believed. I'm persuaded. What's that mean? Won over by the evidence. Right? The evidence, the evidence. It's inarguable, cannot be opposed by argument. In other words, no argument can stand up. Hey, for 2,000 years, they've been trying to bring up arguments against the truth of this book and who Jesus Christ is, and no argument has stood up against it. And of course, it's unchanging, not capable of change, immutable. So Jesus said in John 14, 6, we say, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So Jesus Christ is not only full of truth, as it said over there in John 1, 14, he is truth itself. And that's why he's unchanging truth. And he's always the same truth. That's why these verses say like Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> he's truth. And that's why truth is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? He's unchanging, and the truth that he is and the truth that he gives is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's why this, uh, this book, that's why we can have confidence in this book. James 102, 27, but thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. He's, he's, he's the same. So it's amazing how many religions, you know, we said uh, uh, truth is, is, is uh, non-concealment. It, it has nothing to hide. Truth has nothing to hide. Truth has nothing to conceal, right? And so uh, Jesus is truth. Hey, aren't you glad that you have a Savior, that you don't have to conceal anything about him? <laughs> you don't have to hide anything about him. There's nothing that you can't tell about the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we talk about ourselves, there's a lot of things we like to conceal. There's a lot of things we like to hide, right? Uh, but listen, I'm glad I got a Savior. There's nothing I can't tell about him. I'm glad I, I, I got a book, and I don't have to say, well, hey, uh, if you're reading that book, I, I just probably stick around these chapters. I don't get you know. No, I can say, hey, man, you need to. You can read this whole book. You can trust this whole book. Every word and letter uh, of this book, you can you can trust. But it's amazing how many religions or cults claim to have truth, but make an effort to conceal things, <laughs> but make an effort to conceal things. That's an amazing thing. There are numerous claims of truth in the world, but are they really sources of truth? Do they offer that which is reliable, sure, unchanging? Of course, you know, a science, what have we heard about the last few years? Well, try, science, science, right? Follow the science. Well, the science, always, the science always proved to be reliable, constant, sure, unchanging. Well, uh, we've seen that. It's not true just in the last few years. We've seen how much uh, one day they'll come out and say, well, this is the science and then it's different and how much uh, 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 science concerning certain things has changed over the years. So we know we can't look to science in everything as a reliable, unchanging truth. A lot of people talk about uh, philosophy. You know, after you hear me talk about my older brother, how, you know, everything with him is, you know, uh, philo philosophical. Well, you know, philosophy, these great philosophers claim, uh, uh, make claims for truth. You know, the word philosophy means love of wisdom. But uh, when has man's own thinking 
ever been a reliable source for truth worth living by. Many great philosophers have stood on different or developed different concepts for the meaning and purpose of life. And so, you know, whose truth can be relied on? It seems to change every generation. And even religion as a system. Religion as a system. You know, when people say, well, I'm not religious, I'm saying, well, hey, I'm glad we got something in common, <laughs> right? I'm saying, I'm glad we got something in common. I'm not, I'm not religious either. And I've, you know, I've been working with people and they say, oh, well, Stuart, he's religious. I say, I am not. Well, I thought you were, well, I am, but I'm not religious. Religion as a system. There are many and even established religions. The big ones have changed their teachings throughout generations. So who is to be relied upon? Roman 1 shows us what sinful man does with truth. You know, these verses in Romans 1, what they try to do with, with truth. Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who what? Hold the truth in unrighteousness. That word hold means suppress, restrain, hinder, withhold. And boy, that is what the devil and his people want to do to the truth that we have. They want to suppress it. They want to restrain it. They want to hinder it. They want to hold it back. But Romans 1, 25 and 26 says this, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. That is true. Most people serve their dog more than they serve God today. I mean, it's just unbelievable how people are about animals today. It says, for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections that were changed to, to exchange, to convert from one state to another. Boy, they want to always change in the truth. But, you know, hey, it's not just those people that, that we think are real wicked out there. I mean, that's why we're always getting, you know, different versions of the Bible. They're constantly uh, uh, changing, you know. And so uh, they've, they've slipped in under that, guys. So if science, philosophy, and religion cannot give us truth, which is that's who the world looks to. They look to science. They look to uh, 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 different uh, philosophies. They look to different religions. Well, then who can give us truth? Thankfully, we know. Again, notice, notice the verses 37 and 38 of John 18 here. Look at this again. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came man to the world again, that he should what? Bear witness unto the truth. Isn't that a great thing? God wants to make sure that you have truth. God wants to make sure that you have something that's reliable. God wants to make sure that you have something that's unchanging. God wants to make sure that you have something that's secure. God wants to make sure that you have something, amen, that you can have full confidence in so that you can have the faith that you need, the peace that you need, the hope that you need, the encouragement that you need, the direction that you need. He, that's why he gave you this truth. He, Jesus came to bear witness to that truth. And everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And then notice what happens here with Pilate. Notice verse 38. Something interesting here. Pilate said unto him, what is truth? Now he asked a question. And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find no fault in him at all. Now notice what happened here. Pilate asked an important question, but then didn't wait for an answer. <laughs> he said, in other words, he said what he wanted to say, and then he went out. And then at the same time, he admits there's no fault. He finds no fault in Christ, but he found no fault in Christ. 
but he didn't really find out or admit that he understood who Jesus Christ really was. He just knew there was no fault in him. So just like many people today, he walked away from the truth when it was right in front of him. Or they just say what they want to say without listening and walk away. They, ask, they like asking those questions, but they really don't want uh, the answers or they don't wait. That's why a lot of times when I talk to people, they, I say, listen, I don't want to argue with that. I just want to know, listen, do you really want to know the truth? Do you really, if there's a truth, right, which there is, do you really in your heart want to know it? Or you just want to try and prove how smart you are? Or you just want to argue? Or you just want to, listen, listen, I don't have time for that. I just want to, hey, I don't, I don't have time to sit here and argue. Now, if you want to know the truth, I'll be glad to spend some time with you. If you're sincere and you're just wanting to ask questions and you don't know, you don't understand, hey, we got time to talk. But if you just, if you just want to argue, right, we'll, we'll move on. And just like, you know, they ask the questions, but they don't really seek the answer, the real answer to that. So that is why they're never, that's why they're never able to find the truth. 2 Timothy 3, 7 says this, ever learning and what? Never able to come to what? The knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth. They cannot come to the knowledge of the truth. Why? Because they won't come to he that is truth the Lord Jesus Christ, right? If you really want to come to the knowledge of the truth, you have to come to him that is truth, the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Timothy, the next verse says this, now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these, what? Resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They resist, they stand against it. So Thank God that we know that Christ, right, he's full of truth and he's the living truth. And then his word, of course, we have as the written truth. John 17, of course, uh, the Lord's great prayer says this in verses 17 and 19. Jesus prayed, what? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Verse 19, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be what? Sanctified through the truth. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So we see his word is truth. And that is why it cannot change. It's reliable. Amen. Aren't you glad that when you get up and read this book and you need direction, you have something that's reliable. You have something that's unchanging. You have such, just like Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forevermore. This book is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. It's reliable, right? It's secure. It's unchanging. You can have confidence in this book. But here's, here's the great thing. This book cannot change. <laughs> but that good thing about that, because we have a book that cannot change, though it cannot change, it can change us, right? So I don't need this book to change, but I sure need to change. And so I'm glad I have a book that cannot change. And because it cannot change, I can turn to it and I can read it. Amen. And God uses it to change me. I don't need the truth to change, but boy, I sure need my attitude to change sometimes. I need the way I'm thinking to change. I need the way I respond to things to change, and I need my desires to change. And I'm glad I can turn to something that doesn't change, and God used that to change me. So we can always trust the Scripture. Remember these verses, Romans 4, 3. These are good verses when witness people. For what saith the scripture? Sir, I'm not trying to give you my opinion. 
I'm just trying to look and say, what saith the scriptures? That's the truth. That's the unchanging truth. That's the reliable truth. That's the secure truth. Amen. That's the immutable truth. What saith the scripture? Romans 4, uh, 3. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Galatians 4, 30 says, nevertheless, what saith the scriptures? Matthew 22, 29. This is a, a good verse uh, to use when you, when you talk to people, right? Jesus answered and said unto them, ye do what? Err. Why do they err? Not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Well, amen. The power of God flows through the word of God. And so you do err, right? In your life and in your thinking and in your desires, you do err. Why? Because you don't know the word of God. You don't know the Word of God, and you don't know the God of the Word. And uh, boy, I, I, I mentioned before, I used that on my, my uh, first sergeant one time. You know, he called me into his office and said, uh, Stuart, you're a hypocrite. I said, well, amen. I said, why am I a hypocrite, first sergeant? He says, because the Bible says thou shalt not kill, and that's your job. You're an infantry soldier. And I looked at him, and I said, first sergeant, you do err, not knowing the Scriptures. <laughs> that's what I said to him. Uh, politely, politely, with a smile, right? He was the first sergeant. And I said, the Bible says, thou shalt not murder. I said, if some Joe's sitting on a bench, right, and I walk up and slice his throat, I said, that's murder. I said, but if some guy's coming over the hill, man, he wants to get to my, get to my home or get my church, I have every right to take him out. And so that's my job, first sergeant, amen? You do err not knowing the scriptures. So make sure we know the scriptures so we can catch those errors and help those that are in error. And we can only do that by knowing the word of God, by knowing the scriptures. That word error means to be deceived, to be misled, to wander, to go astray. And of course, that is why so many people are wandering through life, right? Because they don't have that anchor, that anchor of the Word of God in their heart and in their life because it's the Word of God that clarifies things. 1 Timothy 4.3, a good verse. 1 Timothy 4.3, right? Talks about those religions that get things wrong, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats. Well, we know religions that say that, don't we? Which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Peter, right? People eating tasty animals, right? We like that, right? Steak, amen. Give me that steak. I like it. And so with thanksgiving, now listen to this, thanksgiving of what? Of them which believe and know the truth, right? That's why I'm glad I know the word of God. Because when somebody says, hey, when somebody's out there protesting because I want a steak, I can say, hey, you do err not knowing the scriptures, amen. I'm about to have me a ribeye medium rare. And amen, God bless it, amen. You do err not knowing the scriptures. That's why we know the word of God, amen. So we can have a good feeling in our heart and a good meal on our table, amen. See what the word of God will do for you, amen. It'll feed your heart and it'll feed your stomach too, amen. So we got to know the word of God. What is it? Them which believe and know the truth. You see, you get saved. Thank God you believed it. Amen. You believed it. But now that you believed it, you got to know it. You got to know it. Boy, when I first got saved, man, I was a, I was a sponge, man. I'd go to church, whatever my pastor said. I said, it was a, I, I just said to myself, I didn't argue with him. I just said, oh, is that what I got to start doing? 
Is that what I got to do? Hey, my pastor got up and said, you're saved. You need to be faithful to church. I said, is that what I'm going to do? I said, okay, I'm going to be faithful to church. My pastor got up and said, hey, got saved. You need to go uh, on soul winning visitation. Oh, is that what I can do? Okay, I'm showing up at soul winning visitation. Hey, uh, 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 you're, you're saved. You believed it. Uh, now uh, you need to uh, become a person of prayer. Oh, is that what I need to do? Hey, uh, you need to start tithing. You need to stop doing this. And you need to start doing that. Oh, is that what I got to do? Is that what the Bible teaches me? Okay, then that's what I'm going to do. You see, I believed. And oh, thank God if you believe, but make sure you're growing and you're knowing. Right? Because uh, that is uh, uh, it, talking about knowing the truth, of course. That's truth, divine truth, based upon uh, uh, that, that which is opposes heathen and Jewish fables, which is what they were dealing with. Titus 1.14 says what? Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men, but what? That turn from the truth. Those things will take you away from the truth. John 8, 32, what will the truth do for you? You'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That word free means to liberate from the power and punishment of sin, right? And it's the result of redemption, redemption. So we're, we're saved. We need to make sure that we know the truth, that we can explain the truth, because that's what's going to help people. We, we've believed it. Now we need to make sure we know it, and when we're talking, discuss, say, listen, uh, listen, there's not just some truth flowing out there. There's not, not different truth. There's not my truth and your truth. There's God's truth. Now, if you want to have a my truth, the best way to do that is take God's truth and believe it. You know what? My truth, what, you want to know what my truth is? It's this book right here. I've made it mine. I've made it personal. Amen. God's truth has become my truth because I've surrendered my life to the word of God. Amen. So every day I yield myself to the word of God and let it guide me. You know, Galatians 4, 16, Paul said this, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Don't we feel that way sometimes? I mean, all we're trying to do is help somebody and boy, people want opposed. But we see as believers, our responsibility is clear. 1 Timothy 3.15 says, What about the church? The house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Our job as believers is to hold up the truth and propagate the truth. And our life must exemplify the truth. Amen? So we must hold up the truth, we must speak the truth, but also make sure we're living the truth. Like God's truth, right? We... Two, right? If the truth is active in our life, then you know what that should make us? That should make us reliable. Amen. That should make us reliable, right? The most reliable worker should be a believer, somebody who believes the truth and the truth is act. Hey, they'll be a reliable worker. That should make us constant, faithful. That should make us sure and unchanging. Maybe we won't be necessarily as unchanging as the Word of God or unchanging as God Himself, but there'll be a consistency in our life, a consistency in our Christian life because we're applying the truth, amen, which is unchanging. And so if we're living by that which is unchanging, well, then we should be able to be more consistent in our life. We must solidly, immovably, unshakably, uncompromisingly uphold the truths of God's word. That is our responsibility as a church, as believers. Ephesians 1.13 again says this, in whom he also trusted, talking about Jesus Christ, who is the truth, after what? Ye heard the word of truth. Ye heard the word of truth. <laughs> Once the Holy Spirit 
amen, who, who, who guides in the truth, revealed to you, hey, see, see what you're hearing right there? That's something, amen, that's reliable. That's something that's absolute. That's something that's not going to change, amen? That's something that's secure, and that's something that'll help you in your life. And so uh, uh, we heard that word of truth, which is what the gospel of our salvation, and whom also after you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So thank God, amen, thank God for the day we heard the word of truth. That is the word that is truth, <laughs> right? You know, remember, uh, I've said this before, it's not truth because it's in the Bible, right? It's not truth because it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible because it's truth. <laughs> Whether he would have never written it down, those things, right, would be true. Amen? But he put them in there, right? And because he put them in there, we know that it's true and we can have uh, uh, confidence. We have confidence, right? It's true. So thank God for the day we heard the truth and that word that is truth, right? That word, again, that's absolute, incontrovertible, irrefutable, incontestable, inarguable and unchanging. So with this truth in our hearts and in our hands and with the spirit of truth living, being our helper, we, as we go out and witness, we can be confident, bold witnesses speaking the truth and love to others. Amen. Because we know, hey, despite what others may say, we know we have the truth.